Hello everyone, welcome back to part three of the Stompcast. It has been a lovely wandering and we've talked about so much um, from how you started in writing to all the way in a full circle in many ways to your latest book, um, following on from the, the Faraway Tree the original books, which clearly have a place in both of our uh, hearts. I just wonder, you know, with, you know, reminiscing a little bit now, looking into the future, do you have any fears around AI and what does AI, does well, it pose a threat to a, writing? A well-meaning friend um, with a, a, a new baby daughter thought it would be fun to, I don't, God knows how you do it, but uh, actually ask some kind of AI. AI. Chat um, GT probably or whatever that yep, is. Yeah, that would be the one. Yeah. Um, to actually try and write a story about a little girl called Phoebe. That's his daughter. Mm. Um, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And to do it in the style of Jacqueline Wilson. Wow, really? Yep. And he sent oh it gosh. to me. And I was amused. But also, I, I think for some nonfiction and various different compilations of important information, yeah. fine. But if you're talking fiction, I think the point is that lots of people can come up with very similar plots. But if you're a writer who's any kind of writer, you have your own style, your own way of doing things. <laughs> this chat bot just was not me. It was not he, or I'm absolutely <laughs> relieved to hear Not that. a bit afraid of cliches and very, very turgid. Oh, really? And I feel that I, I can see that it's quite an exciting idea, but I think it would have to be developed to the nth degree. And why would we want to do that? Surely no. the whole point is to express ourselves, exactly. not, not to get... Um, machines to do it for us. I mean, obviously, I don't. You know, I, my my writing has been in very much in, in, in non-fiction, but you know, my experience and, and the way that I kind of relate to what you're saying is almost more so as, from the perspective as a doctor. You know, we we talk about the things you learn in med school, all the facts. You can learn all the different techniques and all the background of you know treatments and things. But at the end of the day, it's the psychometer, the standing at the bed, looking in the eyes of the patient, yeah. and knowing whether they are well or not well. And it's not something that you can almost quite explain to someone, but you know, and I've been there three in the morning and I've got a patient, I may or may not send them home and if, could they, they, maybe their bloods are okay, maybe they're not. You look in their eyes and more often than, than not, the right call is made when you just look yes. at that person and go, my gut instinct, something isn't right here. It I'll keep them in and, and, and then everything becomes apparent 12, 24 hours later and I just don't see that that sixth sense almost, that you can just instill that in something like AI. I, I don't either at all. And it just, it also seems to program them, and particularly for writers, you must 
actually somehow feed in some different things from each particular author or whatever. And so you're using tired material mm. that's not current anymore. It, mm. I just don't see how it would work. But then I am naturally a Luddite. And <laughs> I, I, I just, I remember years and years and years ago, I was at uh, the Hay Literary Festival mm. and some chap was talking about the World Wide Web and I hadn't yeah. been concentrating terribly. <laughs> but I just thought, oh, for goodness sake, what a silly what idea. <laughs> that it becomes a huge thing. I mean, there's no doubt that I think AI will develop. But I think the, the key point is something you said a few moments ago was around why would we want it to do that? Yes. It's yes. amazing. If we can use AI to make people's lives safer, if we can use it to, I don't know, improve people's lives, fine. But the, the beauty in books is the fact that you feel connected to a person on the other side. You know, when I read, when I read a book that I'm really into it almost feels like you are connected through that book to the person who wrote it Quite. and you'll never have that with AI you'll never have that level and that child feeling like oh my gosh like this Jacqueline Wilson's written this this is this is something that I connect with you're just not going to have I can't see it I just can't see it it's it's a strange thing in that people have become so excited about it because it's new um, and yeah, yep. watch it. we're going through a few potholes, but more the natural kind of potholes <laughs> in this field. It's many rabbits and extraordinarily strong, determined badgers. Yes. Who apparently have been living here for many, many years. Yes, and they'll be here long, a long time They as will well. indeed. And we have no cows here, so we don't have to worry about any badgers giving cows TB if that's what, mm. what you believe. Mm. As we come to the latter parts of the, this episode, I'd just like to ask you maybe to reflect back on life and just consider some of the life lessons that you, you've kind of taken away from your experiences because I think it really helps people listening to relate to and maybe pass on a few tips that we can, we can I, pick I up. I think try very hard to have faith in yourself and never give up. But if there's a chance where you could maybe achieve your dreams. Don't think, oh no, I don't really want to do that because basically you're a bit scared of approaching somebody or like me going off to Scotland at 17 and, and just hoping for the best. You, you just got to be bold a little. And it's funny because just the other day I had some slight approach from somebody about some piece of work that I would really quite like to do. And I had to write a sort of, a, like a beginning author, why I thought I could do it well. <laughs> it was very difficult to do. <laughs> it really was. Because obviously, you've got to sound confident, you've got to sound, yeah, The humbleness in, your, in you was, uh, was holding you back on it that It was, point, it was. But, so, but fingers crossed it seems to have worked. So that's okay. What would you say to you know, the childhood version of yourself that uh, was going through school, maybe had the naysayers? I know we were saying about not giving up, but is it, you know, I would just wonder what would you say to yourself in terms of you know, owning what your dreams and, um, and things like that? I, because a lot of us get distracted. The sad fact, actually, is a lot of our dreams in our childhoods we don't pursue. And perhaps that's more so because we're told we can't rather yes. than because we don't wish to. I, I think I would certainly say 
look, you might be worrying about this or that, but enjoy this other thing that is happening and it could all turn out brilliantly if you're prepared to be brave and bold. So brave and bold. It's a good statement. I mean, I, I've all, a I, good idea. You know, I reflect when I was younger and I think often, you know, even if things that I've decided that I want to go and do didn't work out or a dream didn't come true or was knocked back, it's funny how it might knock you in a different direction and perhaps it's not the one you intended, but all of a sudden something else has happened but wouldn't have if you yes. hadn't gone for this well, other thing first. particularly with you, because did you not say you were diagnosed with ADHD and dyslexic? And yeah. your average person would say, well, this young man could never make it as a doctor or mm. a television personality mm. or, or, or mm. a BAFTA award-winning <laughs> writer. <laughs> and, I mean, you're a shining example of, you know, you don't have to just have amazing sort of diagnostic skills mm. when you're 10 years mm. old or whatever. It mm. can all happen. Wow, that's a compliment. I will have to record that snippet. A compliment <laughs> like that from, from you uh, means, it means a lot to me. So at this point in the Stompcast, we do our health fact of the week. So I read uh, a little fact that I haven't seen yet. We both react to it and just share some of our thoughts. Are you yes, up for sure. it? sure. Absolutely. Should we do it? We're actually approaching. It's quite great because we're approaching we have this got bench a seat. that I've been yep. told about. Oh, wow. Look at this view up here. God, that is and beautiful, the, isn't the it? the sea behind you. That is, that is, yeah. I, I that stopped you, literally stopped in our tracks there. Wow. Look at that view. I'm going to have to take a photo. My gosh, that is a so how could one ever get cast down when we live here and just come out into this field and this wow. is what we see? Wow, that is absolutely incredible. It's actually, the word is used too frequently, breathtaking, really. Particularly up, if you look up here, the sea is absolutely beautiful, but those where you've got the rapeseed to the left yes. and you've got the rolling. Is it what, what is to the right? Is that just, is that grass for hay or is the um, right of the rapeseed? Not quite sure seeded. about that one. Um, we have walked on there. We can do, please be impressed, we do a walk down into the village yeah. and then up through the hills, through that forest, Friston Forest yeah. on, on the horizon, yeah. all the way round wow. until we reach that road there and that then come down that way. That is a real you need, stop. Do you record it on Strava? You should do. You should have that on the app, I think. <laughs> Our health fact of the week. So non-readers are 28% more likely to report feelings of depression but 1.3 million people in the UK say they really read because of the depression. So it's kind of a bit of an oxymoron there, isn't it, that we, the reading can really help with our mood, but if your mood is low, it can be quite hard yes. to read sometimes, can't it? It, it? it is, although I think it could be comforting. Though, you know, there are several recent novels that deal with depression and various different um, mental health conditions. So if that's what you're feeling you've got or is troubling you mm. it's a help to see how how people um can other people can mm. suffer from it and yet actually by the end of of the text is probably mm. come through it okay um but also sometimes if i'm really tired or really my brain is really scrambled reading a comfort book 
one that uh, you know you've read several times over and then you just sink into it and it takes you to a different plane I mean you don't have to do it just with books you could watch a very favorite film or whatever and I think in a way that's why children very young children like to see the same thing again and again and again because it it just they know what's coming and it just makes them feel relaxed and, and happy and um, even even with dogs I mean you have a cavapoo too I find with Molly my darling puppy I started doing the same tiny little tricks with her she doesn't do anything elaborate whatsoever she's not top of the class when it comes to dog behavior neither does Rolo don't worry doing things again and again in the same way kind of reassures her and if I try and do it slightly differently then she's not sure she's not enjoying it she knows what's coming she knows if I say poor and she holds out the paw and and I shake it that's lovely but she doesn't really want to elaborate on that that's what she likes so I think some comfort reading is is a wonderful thing and but also if there's something that's really bugging me um, I always find it a big help uh, to to read about somebody going through the same thing I don't really read many self-help books but a novel about say when my marriage broke up I really was reading lots and lots of novels uh, because it kind of makes you feel this isn't just a one-off thing this thing that happens to so many different mm. people and it, it just it reassures mm. and I, th I think sometimes you know that's that's what you want from a book I think that anecdote's fantastic about the dog and the kind of knowing that sometimes you need to do something you know the end result is feeling a bit better and perhaps you've got to put, yeah. you know go through the motions a little bit but you're right it's kind of like listening to music you know um, there's been a lot of research done about how music can actually affect your your mental health it sounds pretty obvious but you know if we listen to a lot of sad depressing downward music then it can actually make you feel quite sad sometimes we need yeah. to feel that for grieving or for sad or we just want to listen and have a cry but actually using the right tools so maybe listening to music that actually calms you or lifts yes, the spirits yes. the same with books and i mean it makes sense you know you read a book and it you know books can be as riveting and exciting as um adrenaline fueling as a film or, or, or anything else so if you use the right tool if you want to feel better it's, i guess exactly um there's one actually extra little fact that i might read as well which i, I really like this one um i just glancing at it Reading for, for pleasure is more important for children's cognitive development than their parents' level of education. It's a more powerful factor in life achievement than socioeconomic background. They actually read about that, or that was actually talked about last night at the, at the, at the Nibbies, and I thought, wow, really? that's really, really powerful. That, that idea that, you know, that the reading can, can give so much, not just about having escapism or imagination, but it can actually have a real impact on development as a yes. whole. Yes, I, I totally agree with that. And um, I'm, I'm very keen on Charles Dickens mm. and, um, and in his own writings about his child life, but particularly in things like David Copperfield, mm. uh, when you have a child mm. character at the beginning, it's the books that get him through, even having a, a horrible, scary stepfather mm. who beats him, mm. that, that take him into a world of mm. his own and, and help him. And uh, I, th I think that is so true. And with Jane Eyre too, all those 
first nine chapters about her childhood. She doesn't necessarily read, but she's got Buick's Book of Birds and she looks at the woodcuts and makes up her own stories mm. about the things in, in these little illustrations. And I think it's a wonderful way of mm. comforting yourself and realising that other people have experienced things like that and they've got through it. Absolutely. Perspective is a, is a powerful thing. Thank you so much for joining me on this time because I have one last quick question before we let you go. I say let you go, we wander back down the hill. You're famous for your books. You're also famous for your love of silver. And I've seen across <laughs> your hands and this wonderful necklace that you have. Where does the love of uh, silver come from? Um, probably... Uh, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this because I don't want to sound like somebody banging on about their childhood. Mm -hmm. But my mum, who was a terrible kind of snob, even though we lived on a council estate, and <laughs> she thought jewellery on children was vulgar. Okay. And so um, I didn't even have a wristwatch. And most of my friends had sort of little hearts on, mm. on chains and a uh, ring or two from mm. Woolworths or something like that. I didn't have any of this. And so as soon as I started to earn my own money, I did buy one or two things. And I also was very keen on Inesbit, the writer. And apparently her husband used to buy her a single silver bangle every time she got a book published. Well, I didn't have really that. My ex-husband did buy me one or two rings, I think, but not in a steady yeah, way, yeah. <laughs> particularly I'm quite a prolific writer. Um, and my lov lovely partner, Trish, still bought me many more rings. But I think basically I've bought myself yeah, silver yeah, jewellery yeah, and yeah. Um, it's a treat. Although, look, I haven't worn all my clanking bangles because I know that oh, all that you, clink, clank, well, clink would be annoying you, you are, for the yeah. podcast. <laughs> you, know, you, you know what you're doing, <laughs> that's for sure. Well, the, the jewellery is beautiful. Thank you so much. It's been genuinely a absolute honour. And I feel, yes, there's moments where you pinch yourself. And I pinch myself now as much as I uh, did standing last night winning that award. And I hope that... Uh, that's received in the way that it, that it is meant. It's amazing to speak to you. You uh, are inspiring. Well, it's been a, a real treat incredible. for me too. Oh, thank you. It's just like we've been, we're friends yeah. and we're having a good night together. And this is an amazing spot to finish the podcast. Thank you. And I hope everyone, you know, I'm, I'm certain you've ordered um, the next set of books. Make sure you read. If you haven't read the original Faraway Tree, tree books, please do. And of course, um, get your the magic well. faraway yes, tree a new the, adventure the magic faraway tree for goodness sake and enjoy yes. it and you're going to sign my copy that i have I before be i go i'm not leaving until you sign it thank you very much take care everyone uh, enjoy the rest of your wonders thank you for joining us and goodbye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.